Baruch Hashem, it is day number 201 of our daily study of Rambam Sefer Mitzvahs. And in the three chapters a day of Mishnah Torah, we are still in Hilchas Tumas Meis, the laws of ritual impurity contracted through exposure to a corpse, chapters 21, 22, and 23. And our mitzvah today, I'm sure you know what it is, because we've been doing the same mitzvah for the past several days, and we're going to do it again today. Positive Commandment 107 is the mitzvah which entails all of the laws having to do with the impurity of a corpse and how that is contracted. Yesterday we gave some mystical insights into the mitzvah. I'll try to give some more of that uh, today. Uh, and I'll also give you a little heads up. Tomorrow, God willing, we're going to finish Hilchas Tumas Meis and we're going to start Hilchas Paraduma. Uh, Paraduma means the red heifer. The red heifer is the ritual which is the only antidote to remove the impurity contracted through exposure to a corpse. Now, both of these subjects, both the impurity as well as the method for removing the impurity, are in a Torah portion known as chukas. Chukas literally means a law, but it's a special, a special type of law. It means a law that is not rational. It's a law that our finite mortal minds can't make sense of. In fact, we're told that Shlem Melech, King Solomon, the wisest of all men, attempted to understand this mitzvah. He wanted to understand the rationale behind it and was not able to do so. And it was only Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher Moses, to whom Hashem revealed an understanding of this mitzvah. Um, and, and even with Moshe Rabbeinu, we're told that when he first learned this mitzvah from Hashem, he was perplexed. He couldn't understand how it was possible that there could be any cure for such impurity. He didn't have this reaction regarding other forms of ritual impurity, but specifically the impurity contracted through exposure to a corpse. Moshe Rabbeinu could not understand how anyone could come back from that. How could, how could there be any rectification? And Chassidus explains that, as we mentioned yesterday, impurity comes in where there's a void of holiness, which is synonymous with a void of life, because the only true life is holiness. And it sort of parasitically rushes in to uh, pick up any traces of life that were left behind after the uh, life has vacated. The whole concept of the impurity contracted through exposure to a corpse really represents, on a spiritual level, complete disconnect from godliness heaven for fend. As long as there's some connection, you can rebuild, you can repair. But when the connection's totally severed, how, how is it possible to rectify that? And that's really what perplexed Moshe Rabbeinu. When somebody becomes completely cut off from God, God forbid, how does he come back from that? And what's interesting, there are so many insights regarding this mitzvah and we could go on and on and on and on about it, but I'll t just tell you one interesting thing. So you studied carbonase, right? We did a whole safer called carbonase, and we learned about the various different sacrificial offerings. And you learned that these different animal sacrifices were all brought in the base of Mikdash in the Holy Temple. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something interesting. The Duma, the red heifer, which is the only antidote to impurity contracted through exposure to a corpse, you would think that would be done in the temple, right? Like, it's sort of like 
an animal sacrifice. No, <laughs> it's done outside of the camp. Why is it done outside of the camp? So do you remember when we were learning carbonis, when we were learning about the animal sacrifices? I'm going to ask you a comprehension question. See if you uh, still remember this. What sacrifice do you bring for an intentional sin? You're right. That was a trick question. There is no sacrifice for an intentional sin. Sacrifice is only atone for unintentional sins. Very good. Okay. The sacrifices can only clean up a certain amount of spiritual pollution. The spiritual pollution that's caused by inadvertent, accidental sins. The ritual impurity contracted from exposure to a corpse represents a much more egregious, much more intense level of negativity where there's a complete cutoff. And that represents purposeful sins. So in order to rectify that, you have to go outside of the temple, outside of the camp, outside of the holy confines. And there... There is a cure even for someone who went outside, so to speak, of his connection to Hashem. Now, I'll just add one more detail because it's so uh, interesting. There's something funny about the red heifer. I mean, there are a lot of things that are funny about it, but paradoxical, I should say. But one of those things is that the people involved in preparing the ashes and administering it become impure. So the impure person becomes pure, and the pure people become impure, which is paradoxical. But there's, there's another dimension to that, which is self-sacrifice. That in order to purify those who contracted impurity through exposure to a corpse, somebody's going to have to take the hit. Somebody's going to have to have self-sacrifice and become impure in the course of purifying the other person. This supra-rational dedication to sacrifice, to do something for the benefit of somebody else, even to the detriment of oneself, that is sort of the mirror image or the very opposite of the impurity that is the purposeful sin or purposefully going outside of the domain of holiness. In other words, in the negative realm, going completely outside of the domain of holiness can only be rectified by, in the positive realm, completely going outside of what makes sense and what is normal, meaning the self-sacrifice of someone who's willing to be part of administering the red heifer antidote so that somebody else can become pure. Okay, there are so many more insights. Really, this this is endless, but uh, tomorrow, God willing, we're finishing Hilchus Tomas Mace, so... Just wanted to get some of these insights in there while I could. Okay, we'll see you again tomorrow, God willing.